Jason, so I'm trying a new I'm trying a new thing, and I want uh, I want to know what you think of it. I also want to know whether you've ever done this. Uh, if you have any tips, I am trying to budget myself. Ah, uh. I have an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, oh, you're really you didn't just like download Mint. I, okay, so. <laughs> So, so I have downloaded Mint before. Um, I still get the emails saying, "Hey, we can't seem to get to access your accounts um, regularly." But um, I didn't like Mint. Do you use Mint? Have you tried Mint? Um, I signed up for Mint like years ago, and I right. I also get the emails still, and they really just piss me off because I feel like I don't know I. I feel like when I don't spend money, all of a sudden I get like five emails saying like you exceeded your budget in food, you exceeded your budget in movies, and I'm like, what okay. the f- whoa, exactly. Stop. So that's why that's why I didn't like it. I didn't necessarily like the setting of hard the setting the hard budgets that way, but also like it just didn't it wasn't good at figuring out what what kind of expenses things were. You know what I mean? No, totally. It would it would it's it's it it would I would all the time have to manually input stuff or like is there's not really easy yet switching things once it once it's in the system and i just that whole thing i didn't like but i still think that you know i'm not making a ton of money i should be kind of t- make taking steps maybe to like i don't know have any idea how much money is coming in and out yeah so that's why I started. Do you do anything now? Are you a budgeter? Um, I I kind of am, and it's definitely evolving. Like I'm definitely cognizant now of like what my monthly bills are, and just you know like train stuff or whatever. So like I try and cut everything down the middle between my two paychecks. Like I know mm-hmm. some people who like. The first, like, two weeks they get paid, they're like, this is all my rent money, so, like, I don't eat for five days. And I'm like, or you could just, like, put aside half your rent money every paycheck and then fine. So, yeah. I definitely don't want to get to that point at all where it's, like, that's, I guess that's the fear, right? Is, like, that I'm going to get to the point where I'm not eating in order to, you know, do something. Yeah. So that, and, like, I've been cooking a lot more and just trying, because I feel like I, I definitely spend, like, all my money on food in some way or another, so I'm trying to just be more aware. So, well, the but you made a spreadsheet. I did. Well, I really like Excel. Um, I think that there, that there's definitely, like, a, like Excel kind of is, like, a, a culty thing where, like, when people know you're into Excel, you start, like, talking about it more. Um and like sharing secrets and tips. Um, so I'm just, I'm excited about the whole process of like making the spreadsheet and like having all the different formulas in it. Um, do you use Excel a lot at work? Yeah, I do actually. I'm not like proud of it necessarily. I, um. I literally, t- I, I today called one of my bosses over uh, and I was like, hey, like, do you mind if I brag for a second? Cause I just did the most amazing thing in Excel. 
and uh, she shook my hand. Oh my god. She did. But it was also because she realized that I needed some sort of affirmation that I had done something. Sure. Um, but I was, I was, I, I text my sister when I do something well in Excel. Um, or also if I have trouble, my sister is like, um, she's like the Mark Zuckerberg of Excel. Um, is that a fair, a t- she's the Tim Cook. She's just a genius. She knows, okay. like she didn't invent it obviously, but she knows all of the things that there are to know about Excel. So if I have a question, she's like, you know, she's the ringer I bring in. Who, yeah. Uh, solves all the big problems. Nice. I mean, if you can figure out how to speak Excel, it's true. It can do so many crazy, amazing things. But, like, it's not coding, and it's not just typing. It's, like, somewhere in the middle, and it's very weird. And it's its own entity. It's enough coding where it makes me feel like a hacker, um, but not so much that I have to learn how to code. Right. It's a good middle ground. Um. At work, I I frequently have IT problems, or yeah, I frequently have computer problems. So I'm always chatting with my IT guy, TJ. Same, same, same. Yeah, always. I'm just like. Where is TJ? Is TJ like uh, in the office? No, TJ's in uh, Boston. He's in same Boston. Deal. Yeah, so not near me, but like he at this point he knows me because I talk to him like weekly. And, and does, T- uh, does TJ do the thing where he he hacks into your computer and you watch him move around? Yes. I love that. Dennis does that from Toronto. It's the best. No, it's super fun to, like, watch. I I enjoy it. Um, So he was looking at my computer, and he was like, yeah, I just, I think you're just one of those people. I was like, Mm -hmm. what what do you mean? He's like, there's just certain people, like, their bio vibes they give off. They just, like, technology doesn't work around them because your machine is just not normal. And I was (laughs) like, oh, God. So he couldn't even hack into my computer like it was weird so so he was like i need you to just like get me your ip address do you know how to do that and i'm like no i don't uh so he like walked me through and i was suddenly in like the black screen with the white with the white typewriter front and i was like oh my god i'm coding so yes i always play mission impossible (laughs) music whenever whenever i get to that situation yeah and so he's like okay type this and then hit enter and it was like you know you type whatever you hit enter like this whole bunch of shit populates and i texted i messaged him back i'm like tj i'm pretty sure i'm a coder now yes i get it (laughs) i had i had a a folder that wouldn't delete and i looked up um how to uh, use on Mac, it's called terminal. That thing, uh, how to use like the terminal code to get the folder to delete. And right. like, there was a moment before I hit enter where I was like, you know, if I messed up, like I might launch all of the nukes in, in North America. But yeah. if I succeed, like we will win the war. And I hit enter, and it worked. Um, and no nukes went off. Um, that's right. And I cheered, and everyone was like, shut up and go back to work. Nice. No, I, I, I love, I don't love having IT problems, but I love having, um, an all the time support system like that, that you can just call in. And definitely that's something that, that I don't think, here's a idea, Emily, let's start a business where we provide technical support to people on computers. What, doesn't that already exist? I don't know, probably, but, but like... <laughs> Wait, did you just say that we would assist the people? Like, 
I don't know. Like, no, we would hire people who knew. Th- I don't know. I just mm, oh, like we does. would like we would just be like gr- greedy. It almost definitely people. does exist. I yeah, guess. like all right, but it's it's okay. This is hey, I've been there, Jason. I all thought I invented really. something a lot that's already been invented. Well, that just proves it was a good idea, just not a, not an original one. It's okay. We'll get there. Where did we even come from? Oh, Where were, did you we d- go? were you were you done talking Where did about we Excel? Come from? Kind of joke. Yeah, I guess so. Um, just so that, you, have, you have your budget. Yeah, uh, first month's budget. Do, well, the first month obviously is going to be rocky because you know you haven't you haven't even started yet. Um, yeah. A lot more a lot more red than you'd like to see, especially uh, especially for me. But uh, you know we're 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 working on it. And that's important. I also have to figure it out, though, because, like, so my credit card statement comes out in the middle of the month. So, like, there's only one paycheck represented here. Um, Oh, rough. Right. So, like, I got, I'll figure it out. I don't know. Um, Moral of the story is just spend money on stuff. Yeah. Okay? Throw it away. Yeah. Just pack up the debt because it's not like it's coming with you when you go so just rack it up yeah and uh what's the worst that could happen always pay the minimum (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what i (laughs) you sound you literally sound like 85 and on your deathbed when you say that always pay the minimum Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Can oh you, my like, god! I think the saddest thing, and this is gonna be true, but I think the saddest thing is that I will die with the perfect credit score. Like if everything, if all else equal, like I will go to the grave, you know, with with a with a good with good credit, and that's, that's so true. depressing. Like I, that's not a good life. The people who you... really, the people who really live are the ones who who die with you know penniless because they. <laughs> They spent it all, and the the debtor, the, the creditors take it all. That's the way to live. Damn, I feel like we should skip talking about the documentary and just listen more to this lifestyle tips by Jason. What did what did we decide? That there's two types of eighty five year olds. There are there are the eighty five year olds who are young at heart, but or the young at heart. You know what I, we remember? You oh, remember we oh, about there are some eighty five year olds that are. Oh, we got to go back and listen to that because that was yeah. a, that was that was a life motto that I I appreciated and I know I still appreciate it even though I don't know what it was. I think it was something like eighty five going on thirty, mm. or mm-hmm. 80, 85 mm-hmm. going on young. I don't remember. I like eighty five going on thirty. That would be a a great uh, uh, Julia Roberts movie. Shit, I know yeah. it's not Julia Roberts. Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner. Damn it, that would have been a good joke. Everyone would have laughed. <laughs> Teresa got it in there. Yeah, she got it. Um, actually, uh, this is the this is gonna be the fourth segue. Teresa and I watched the documentary together this week. We did. Uh, uh, <laughs> Foxcatcher, which you picked. You picked this documentary. I did. I am still convinced that you told me to watch it initially, but. I didn't guess you happen. didn't. I know, so I don't know didn't who told happen. me. I watched it a long time ago. Um, so yeah, Team Foxcatcher is about Team Foxcatcher. 
Uh, and then we can get back to you. Uh, it's Tell about... Me. No, I want to hear about it. It was about this guy named uh, John DuPont, mm -hmm. who was a wealthy, wealthy, wealthy son of a bitch from uh, Pennsylvania. Um, and he... Yeah, he had a ton of money, and mm -hmm. he invested in sports a lot, mm -hmm. and he ended up investing in wrestling very specifically and funded the uh like i don't know wrestlers of america i don't fucking know um and which let he... us go to the olympics and stuff and and then he shot and killed his, he murdered a son of a bitch his like prize boy not <laughs> child but prize wrestler his prize best boy. his best boy his very best wrestler boy um, and so this just kind of, like, shows interviews and home video footage of what the hell life was like. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, they, oh. uh, oh, yeah. Also, they, the people that he employed, like, the highest up wrestlers in, in the U.S., um, they mostly lived on his property. They called it the farm. Um, mm -hmm. so they all lived, uh, on the same land with, with, you know, trees between them. That's all. That's right. Um, if you didn't watch the documentary, but you did watch 30 Rock, um, John DuPont reminds me a tremendous amount of that guy. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Emily, in the first season, who is like in a little wheelchair. He's like a prince or something like that. Oh my is God, it... Paul! when Paul Rubens is on there? Uh, yes. Yeah! John DuPont reminds me a lot of him. And if you didn't see 30 Rock... Um, <gasps> Uh, too bad, I suppose. Um, but that's... He's, like, this kind of, like, shriveled up old rich dude, but, like, 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 all disproportionate, you know? Like... Yeah, he's also, like, possibly a distant cousin. Not even distant, just, like, cousin of Robert Durst. I'm sorry, is that true? Where, where is that information from? No, 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 just the way he looks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought like it was if, like a murder if the, thing. If the 30 Rock thing didn't do it for you, maybe the Jinx will. Gotcha. And I thought you were gonna, just going to be like, he could be Casey Anthony's uh, father-in-law. Like No, yeah, no. He just, he looks like a Rob, he looks like a Robert Durst. I hear you. Yes. You know. Um, also, um, a little bit like uh, the the bad guy in The Simpsons, the, the rich guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so far, I think we've painted a really good picture of what he looks like. <laughs> that's well. I mean, that's the that's the big takeaway from this documentary. No. Um. There was a lot that there's a lot of little takeaways I had, which I think are totally like unrelated to the 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 major ones. Uh, I didn't realize how fucking weird wrestling was. Okay. Right. Though I was like, what is this? <laughs> I don't understand I, it. Have you ever? I never really, I guess, watched wrestling. You know, and I had a basic understanding of like one person trying to. I don't know what they really are trying to do. To be perfectly honest. No, it definitely looks like boys just like rolling on top of each other. Like not even like necessarily the sexy way. Like in oh, two. Oh, in, no, like, no, there is nothing like, sexy. No, it's like <laughs> two young boys like fighting out at the playground, and they're like eight. Like that's but, like, literally a lot what it of, looks like. There's a lot of like contortion, which is uncomfortable. Um, you know, like a lot of elbow action, which I, or not elbow shoulder yeah. action, which I wasn't a fan of. How do you feel slash did you notice cauliflower ear? 
uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna okay. have to take it a step further. Fine. If you watch the interviews of all of the wrestlers, so their the cartilage of their ear is like it's gross. It's like deformed looking. It kind of looks smooth. Like if you Google a picture of cauliflower ear, you'll see it. It's very common with wrestlers. Interesting. um, Because your head is obviously getting slammed into shit a lot and like dragged across like a, you know, whatever. I can see Um, it. And so like this go round, I noticed it on all of the dudes and I was like, this is like, what a weird side effect of wrestling. (laughs) I also, I also just kept thinking about how like, all of them have CTE, right? Like, they all are have some sort of problem in their brain at this point after wrestling. I think so, yeah. For, for that long. The other thing I didn't know about wrestling, and I still don't know what it is, but, like, at some point, I guess it's important that you, like, take your shirt partway off and twist it. Did you know that? Oh, the that? bibs? Okay, yeah. I... One of my really good friends from college dated a guy who used to go work out at the gym. Like, not just... He just was working out, but he would wear wrestling bibs. Okay. And it was the I, oddest thing. I was like, this is, is so worst. weird. Yeah, it's fine. She doesn't date him anymore. Well, that's um, probably why. Oh, it was pretty weird. I was like, that is so fucking weird. <laughs> but whatever. Okay, but do but you. Did he twist... Did the twisty thing? Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you notice that? No, I know what you're talking about. I think that was, like, the style of some of them. I don't know that it was, uh... Oh, I thought it was, like, I have won the match, now I disrobe slightly, and I twist. And now I'm a new person. Okay. Back to the documentary, I suppose. Right. Um, uh, but also just about wrestling, because you mentioned that it was young people. One of the things that I thought was, like, almost the scariest... This is just me being egotistical, maybe, but almost as scary was the fact that they were able to lie to John Dupont for so long about how good he was at wrestling. Yeah, so let's why don't we just jump on in that? So John Dupont had funded and paid for these guys' careers for like ever, and he was in his fifties. And they show this montage of him trying to like be sporting at anything, and he's just not athletic. And one of the guys were like, yeah, like, John's always been interested in sports, but, like, he's just kind of missing that thing. And it's like, yeah, he's not an athletic dude. He's not He's not an athlete. No, not at all. But anyway, he starts, like, quote-unquote training to wrestle, and he's, like, a frail-looking older dude. And uh, Go back to earlier in the podcast if you don't understand how frail he looks. Right. And, um... So he was going to these tournaments and losing them, so he created his own tournament for for guys over, like, 50 to wrestle in, and basically the crowd and the opponents and everything was, like, fake and paid for, and he had no fucking idea. Like, he thought he was actually winning this shit. Well, and, and I don't know, did you... I... Okay, one of my biggest fears, I think, in everything is that, like, I'm really... Um, bad at things, but no one has the heart to tell me that I'm bad. Uh, yeah, it's my biggest fucking fear. So this was just so yeah. proof that that can happen. No, I know it. <laughs> I know you guys didn't like Shit's Creek, but this similar storyline happens on Shit's Creek, and I was like, I was hitting the feels by it. I was like, if someone did that to me, I would just fall apart and crumble. Like, yeah. Well, that's the difference. Is that yeah. maybe, maybe we? 
I would, I would hope. Maybe we just have more self-awareness to know. Like, because I know I'm not a wrestler. Um, no, I know I'm not a wrestler. Like, but what if that's we were a, great yeah. wrestlers? I don't think I would be. I don't want to get ringworm and cauliflower ears, so I think I'm already out. <laughs> <laughs> ringworm? Is that why it's called ringworm? Because you get it in the wrestling ring? No, I think it's supposed to be like in... I think it's a circle. I never had it. I never touched the wrestling mats in high school. If they yeah, were out, I was like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Um, so yeah, so John DuPont is one of those crazy dudes that is just that fucking rich that he can buy whatever he wants. It manipulates the people around him. I mean, you can't act like those guys didn't take advantage of a nice situation. Like No, they definitely did. But it's also a weird thing. Like, I think the, the security guard kind of highlights this too where it's like okay so if someone is paying for everyone's livelihood right like if someone is funding everything like how are you going to be the one to disappoint them um so like the security guards for example so this guy is like you know wealthy beyond belief so he and and probably a paranoid schizophrenic um and he hires i mean you know i don't want to armchair diagnose but come on um, he hires, um, you know, these elite security forces to come protect him. And he tells them, like, you know, I think the trees are mechanical or, like, I think there are people living in my walls. So, you know, their paychecks are coming from him. So to appease him, you know, they check out these things, which they know are 100%, you know, wrong. Yeah. And, like, it's easy to look at that and be like, you guys should have just told him, like, no. But, you know, when your whole livelihood is coming from this guy, like. Yeah, and he and he had like really good land for hunting and you had to be like personally invited to the land and the rangers would all go out. I mean, this guy had everyone wrapped around his finger and like he was nuts. I mean, for real. I mean, we like don't need to go too far down this rabbit hole, but this is Trump. This is a smaller yes. scale version of Trump. Is that I he know. has? I you know. I knew this yeah. was gonna ha- Yes, and and it's like, gross, but it's real. It's like, oh, that's really fucked up. Well, and it's it's the thing where it's like when the person at the center with all the power is delusional. Like, you, who's gonna be the person on the outside who's like, no, like you are, you are wrong. I just thought about that if the entire country watched this movie before voting, I feel like people would have changed their votes. No, because um, some people would have seen the the wealthy. No, I guess Trump is wealthy too. But some people would have associated with the Clinton dynasty. She she never was gonna win. Bernie would have won. Here's the thing, I <laughs> I think that for for me, I really did like this documentary. I did cool. Um, uh, and I didn't really know what it was going to be about. I assumed it had something to do with Steve Carell and Channing Tatum. I was heartbroken to find out that Channing Tatum wasn't in this movie. No. Um, but one but of who does inter- he play in the movie? Do you know? No. Who does he play? Does he play... Um... Oh, I have no idea. I assume he played um, uh, I'm, Dave it, Schultz. I'm totally Googling it. So yeah, please fine. Google but, it. But keep and going. I s- I assumed Steve Carell played um, um, old man, uh, old man Dupont. Um, but in any case, um, so the, the the way the documentary is structured was interesting. So if you remember back to some, right? I you you my biggest problem with some was that 
I had gone in with the misunderstanding that it was going to be like anti-wine tasting. Do you remember this? Yes. So I had thought there was going to be like a twist at some point. This documentary tells you right up front, hey, there's going to be a twist, like just wait for it. And I found myself kind of getting impatient as I was watching the buildup, knowing what was going to happen. I was like, can we just kill someone already? And I felt sure. bad. I felt really bad about that. But did you get, I mean, you got what you wanted though, right? I guess, but yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, there was a murder and it was, uh, you know, perfect. But um, I, there was actually, there was actually, you know, percentage wise, really little about the murder and about the fallout of that. I think partly just because it was so cut and dry. Um, I mean, a large part of the documentary is really just, um, I mean, even similar to the jinx, like it's about DuPont. It's about him. Like he's nuts. Like an example, um, in the, in the movie was that he had a car and it like ended up in the river or Mm -hmm. in the, not the river, like the lake or whatever. And so he somehow made it made it out to be that the, it was not his fault, but something with the car itself. So he got a loaner car while his car was getting fixed, and he did the same thing, with, like the next with like day, a, with like a friend in the back seat. Yeah. So like he was just nuts. Like he had, and they all talk about it, he had moments where he was totally like lucid, and then he had moments where he was just like nuts, you know, and like living in a delusion. And so yeah, I mean, he definitely had something. I don't but, know how, I mean, I guess I, I guess I don't understand the legal qualifications for, like, uh, being not guilty by reasons of insanity, but he really seems like he should have qualified. I know, I'm really, I, I didn't do much research about the trials, so I don't even know what happened. I know that he settled with Dave Schultz's widow for some undisclosed amount, um for like a wrongful death case because basically what happens is is he just is in his truck drives up to dave schultz's yard and just shoots him right like that's it like it wasn't like there was an exchange or like anything uh like because i i know you know in like law and order one of the big things that they um say is like whether or not you if you are insane like you are unable to comprehend the or to understand the like ramifications of what you've done right like you don't understand what killing is and therefore um you know you're not guilty by reasons of insanity and it seems to me like he you know the way he holed himself up in the house and was like hey like what's going on, like, can everyone leave, like, you know, I I really just want to, like, be at peace kind of a thing. Yeah. Seemed to me like he did not understand what he had done. What he was doing, no. And he also didn't understand, so the, so when, after he did this, he went back to his giant mansion, um, and the, the forces all knew he was armed. Like, they all mm-hmm. shot and hunted with him, so they all knew he was super armed. And eventually what they did was is they cut the heat to his house and he and he called them and he was talking about how there's no heat and he was just gonna you know carefully go outside and fix the heat and it's like what 
I would never yeah. follow, like, if you were really clear on what was happening, there's no way that you would trust, like, you know, however many, like, people are surrounding your house with, like, trucks and yeah. guns to be like, oh, no, they're it. totally gonna let me, like, fucking walk out there. And then, literally, that's how they caught him, is he they went out to him. fix his... Yeah, like, Which, that blew the irony, my mind. the irony of, rest, of the wrestling yeah. titan being tackled. Damn, this, this movie is full circle um what i really liked stylistically about this and Mm -hmm. is has been the case with a few others is that um there's a lot of home video footage which i i really like that and it makes me feel shitty that i don't like record more things or take Mm. pictures really because like having all of the footage of just this this farm all of these families interacting together was like crucial well, to the doctor is the meat of it really and some of it was just like you you i you know you instantly felt what the documentary must have felt like when they discovered the clips the ones there was a couple times where um uh john dupont like looks at the camera and says like i'm going to kill you or like uses things about sh- like says stuff about shooting people um there were two times, I forget the first one, but there's once in a car where he just like has this outburst and you could feel like what it must have felt like to be going through hours and hours of tape and to discover it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like there are, there's a lot of gems. Like I think that, yeah, it's well put together. Mm-hmm. Like they found really good stuff because there's definitely some interview, which I think is, is great. They had home video footage interviewing John DuPont, which was cool. Like, I don't right. think that was necessarily for this. No, um, it looked like they were, they were, they were going to put together some kind of documentary a while ago. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think you're right. That like, that's a very, it's a very powerful medium. Uh, you know, that kind of found footage thing. And also it's just like creepy as fuck. Yeah, no, totally. Like, because every, all of the footage of Dave Schultz, who was killed, like, that was just all by, by chance, really. Right. But we, but, but we got to know him a ton and see his personality and, and feel like we got to know him, even though he was never one of the people they could interview modern day. Right, obviously. You know, yeah, because he got killed. Um. Well, uh, the, I, I also think that they were smart about, um, what they chose to shoot you know i don't know if it was because they were low budget or whatever but they didn't shoot a lot you know outside of the interviews and the stuff they did shoot like with uh dave schultz's wife going back to the like burnt not burnt but like the uh abandoned home was so powerful i thought yeah and she was like she was such a strong yeah person like i don't know i loved watching her take us through it because it wasn't like she was terrified like she was just like this is what went down this is where we lived and she didn't like fixate on how awful things were being there she was just kind of like reliving the positive things in that house which i thought was very cool those kids were so um smart poised intelligent Mm -hmm. um uh the there's two there's two things that come to mind the the son said uh has this line where he he says how there can be people who in your life who are really important like momentarily that just leave um he's talking about um uh vino is that his name 
Who? The, the, the friend. He's talking about the the friend um Dave Schultz's friend, the oh, Bulgarian. The yes. Um and he and I thought that was just so like poignant and clear where it's like, yeah, you know, there are people in your life who are very, very important for a very short amount of time and then just disappear. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really smart. And then the other one was that the daughter was talking about how like, you know, how sad it was that John DuPont, the man who killed her dad, had died. Um, and like how, how she couldn't be happy about that because how sad it would be for someone to die and everyone to be happy about it. I just thought that was yeah. also so smart and eloquent. Yeah. Um, no, also, ag- agreed. Yes. Here's a question for you. A, sure. uh, a what would you do situation. Uh-oh. You get a huge fortune, you know, uh, inherited from someone you don't really know, um, tons of money, but that person murdered your best friend. Because <laughs> that's basically what happened. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, I mean, that is weird. Ugh. Right? And, I mean, I don't know... Yeah. I don't know what he chose to do, whether he kept the money or, I mean, whatever. I mean, that that rattled me, I thought. No, I, I didn't really think about the, like, friendship aspect. Because, yeah, that would feel so weird. I don't know if I could take it. I, I guess maybe you donate it. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably what I would... I would make sure that, like, their family was, like, square first, though. You know what I mean? Like, financially. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, y'all good? I'm gonna get rid of this shit. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so, overall, goodie. Yeah, I thought so. Um, you, I think uh, an, a, a, a healthy mix of, like, dark and poignant if that makes sense totally it's Um, not particularly heavy necessarily um like it is sad but i don't think the tone of it is really like sorrow yeah no no i don't think so um well you definitely you know to a certain extent like justice is served or whatever at the end and like that's sad i guess satisfying i don't know like it it wraps up sure I guess I like my murders with a little more mystery. Okay. Than this, because this kind of that, but like you know, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers when it comes to murdering people. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. I'm happy Thank we did. Thank you. I'm happy we Thank did it. Cause I, and I never would have done it all, on my own, because um, I would have thought that um, it was about wrestling, and I don't really care about wrestling. Things I there do care about: um, Twitter. I'm at JC Kasman and Emily is at EM Toby. Uh, we have a, a Twitter page at Postdoc Podcast. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Postdoc Podcast, and a Tumblr, postdocpodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, we're on Stitcher and Podbean and uh, iTunes. iTunes, okay, so I figured it out why, it's, why our old episodes are disappearing. iTunes now only shows you the most recent six months worth of material. 
So um, that is so dumb. I think it's stupid. But um, Podbean has all of them, and um, so does Tumblr, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, and Facebook has most of them. Uh, we have an email address. We check it every morning, so please email us. Uh, it's postoppodcast at gmail.com. Next week's documentary is my pick, correct? Yeah. Good, because I'm ready with one. Um, this documentary was suggested by my parents. Oh, yes. The Reverend Dr. Rabbi Robert Kasman and the Reverend uh, uh, Bachelor's Degree Sharon Kasman um, got together and uh, recommended this one. It's probably also maybe a little dark, but I think a little positive. Um, it is about the Holocaust. <laughs> okay. All right. All I right. Knew, I knew you were thinking it might be. Um, it's called My Italian Secret, colon, The Forgotten Heroes. Um all right. They saw it. They enjoyed it. So where do we find where do we find this? Oh, it's it's on the flicks. Um, yes. Uh, you can find it at Netflix.com/slash/search question mark Q equals Italy. It'll be the second one. And say it one more time. What was it called? My Italian secret. Good. My personal Italian secret: a little bit of rosemary in the tomato sauce. Yeah. But more on that, more on that next week. Um, anything else we need to say? Oh, we have a quote. We always go out on a quote. Um, now you'd be surprised there are a lot of wrestling quotes to choose from. Uh, oof, just an endless number of really influential wrestling quotes. Um, Dave Schultz quotes. Um, apparently there's a Dave Schultz who is an economist who's anti-minimum wage. So all the Dave Schultz quotes... <laughs> I don't know about that. Even if you add the word wrestling. Um, oh, damn. So this one comes Wrestling to with us. the minimum wage. Mm, that's probably what it is. Gotta just push down those McDonald's workers. Um, pin them to the mat. This, uh, this quote comes to us from livinpaleo.com. <laughs> you earn your trophies at documentaries. You just pick them up at podcasts.